0: And blessings, and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back again to season two of the How Now podcast. And for those of you who are listening for the very first time, make sure that you go over to my website, www.hownowpodcast.com. Select your favorite podcast platform and log in. Look for a How Now question mark podcast and tune in and get a chance to see some of my shows in replay and then be alerted for when our shows are airing Each Wednesday at 8pm. Again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. And you can also click on my link there for the How Now YouTube channel where you can subscribe, like, and share there as well. So make sure that you tune in. We're happy that you're here. And uh, for those of you who are listening to the show, you can't see the fantastic smile on the face of my guest. He is just, uh, he is a dear friend. We hadn't seen each other in some time, but he is just a dynamic person. And the the one reason why I had him come on because in this season that we're in right now, one thing that's missing is happiness. The one thing that's missing is some people's joy. And that's something that's difficult to do when you're in a pandemic (laughs) that we've been in for almost two years we've had a lot of people that have had to make some pivots. They've had to make some pivots emotionally, socially, financially, and it's just been hard for people to find that source of joy in the midst of, you know, what some people are considering chaos. And then you you know, you top that with the potential of war and things that are going on, it's hard sometimes to find that daily dose of happiness. But we're going to talk about that today. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest to introduce himself at this time so we can dive right in.
1: Oh, thank you, Kim. My name is Paz Simpson. Some people call me the happiness engineer. Some people call me Mr. I love my life. But at my companies that I run, I am the LDP. We don't have a CEO, right? I am the LDP, which means the lead dream protector, right? Every business started off as a dream. So we protect both the dream and the dreamer, right? The dream being the business, the dreamer being the business owner. I'm a proud father of four, two boys, two girls, you know, and my first time being a granddad, you know, you know. My gra- my grandbaby calls me G Daddy because I am too young to be a granddad. Right? So <laughs> we still, we, we still wow. have our youthful exuberance, right. um, so, You know, so it's it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey, though. But yes, yeah, that's who I am. Yes. You know, that's I, I'm a gratitude consultant as well, right? Because one of the things we teach people is you cannot see the gift mm. when looking through ungrateful eyes, mm. and we are living in the gift of life. So there's always a reason for us to be grateful.
0: That's right. that's right. Well, I am so glad that you are here and it is so good to see your smiling face. And, and you know, I really want to, uh, you know, dive in and talk about, you know, being able to find that because, you know, gratitude is something that's, you know, important, especially in this season. You know, we have to find those things that that bring us, you know, peace. And that's one thing, you know, why I, I even created this platform. You know, I created this platform because I wanted us to find ways in which to cope. And COPE is the acronym for Create Our Peaceful Existence. How do we do that? How do we find that joy? So let's scale back a little bit and talk first about, you know, things that you were doing prior to the pandemic. You know, you had your hands in in a couple of of things that were going on. So let's talk about that. Then we'll kind of fast forward to, you know, the, the the pandemic.
1: It's funny, right? Prior to the pandemic is when I was really supposed to release my book. You know, uh-huh. we had, you know, we were really, we were right there. You know, we were, we were, we were planning out a whole tour, right? Like I was, I was going to hit the road, right. and then the pandemic hit. Wow. You know, and and it really shifted. You know, some of the things that we were doing, it, it really shifted the focus. You know, on, on really, paying attention to being responsible. So what we found out is, in, in black, if you're black, Latino, if you're black or brown, if you're any any of the underrepresented, you know, because I don't want to, I, I don't, we're not minorities, right? Because the root word of minority is minor. There's nothing minor about us, what? right? So you know, so the under underrepresented. What we found out was that when the pandemic hit, they weren't prepared to help us, mm. right? And I, and who is they? That's everyone, the, the government, the city, the Red Cross, they weren't prepared to help us, you know, so we can't, we realized real early, either we help ourselves or we suffer. Right? So when the pandemic hit, we shifted totally immediately to we take the hood is ours, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna take care of the hood, you know, cause nobody else would, you know. We're gonna take care of her. And when you're talking about we're gonna take care of her, we take we're taking care of everything that they need. First of all, safety. Right. Like we were the first city in the United States where the bloods, Crips, and Latin Kings all worked together. You know, during the pandemic, I could I had our Bloods, Crips, and Latin Kings all working together. That together they passed out over 250,000 diapers across our city. They provided they provided food relief in food deserts, delivered food right to the doors. Of our of our most needy people, you know, and they provided the protection because a lot of times, you know, the police ain't coming where you think they need to be. You know, we actually in our city we we took care of every fire victim during during the pandemic to the point where the Red Cross started coming to us. They're like, can we set up a hub in your office because they didn't have they didn't have the uh, the trust of the people, they didn't have the um, they just, they didn't have the resources and it and it started by mistake. So my son's best friend died during the pandemic. He died actually um gonna save his family in a fire. Oh wow. So um okay. he he got he got his two sisters out and realized his uncle was still in there and ran back in to save the uncle when they perished together. Oh wow. You know, um the backdraft, you know, caught them and they burned together. Um no one being able to take care of not just that family, wow. but that young man being that he was with my son every day since they were four years old, wow. you know, that the impact. that it didn't just have on my son, but thousands of kids. Like I got told the uh, superintendent of the school district, I said probably about 3000 kids were affected by this wow. death. And he's, like, he's like, how could you say that? I was like, he was with my son every day. Wow. Like my son, if my son would have been in the same position, probably would have been 6,000 kids. You know what I mean? Like, my son is popular, you know, and it's, that was his right hand, you know? So it was it was different. It was difficult, you know, um, for families, you know, um, especially when when you have these large organizations that have millions and millions of dollars and couldn't pivot. They couldn't shift, you know, they couldn't they couldn't get past the red tape and the bureaucracy in order to serve the people, you know? So we served the people and made them have to pay us, you know, because we were actually doing it during the pandemic. The first year of the pandemic, we took no days off. My staff took no days off. We worked seven days a week, you know, some of them worked, you know, 10 to 12 hours, seven days a week, you know, making sure that people got the food that they needed, like I said, the diapers that they needed, whatever was missing in your home if you called our office, you know, it wasn't missed. Uh-oh, we
0: lost you
1: for a minute. You know, after a certain time. Okay, right? we,
0: we lost you for a minute. You froze just you froze up just for a minute there. So we missed a little bit of what you said.
1: Okay, uh, no worries. I said in my city, can you hear me now? We yes. Good? Yes. I said in my city during the pandemic, they wanted uh people to, you know, get passes after a certain time to move around in the city. Mm-hmm. So what I told the gang members, I said, Yeah wanna move around freely? Y'all wanna move? They're like, Yeah, I'm like, Well, I need you to help the community. Like, I'll get you a pass, I'll walk into the mayor's office. You know, I'll do whatever it need you need to do in order for, for us to move around and that's that's how we started, like really just making a difference, you know. Um, just delivering a smile to people's faces, you yeah. know. You know, <laughs> um, knowing that they can call somewhere, you know, and they wasn't going to be judged, you know. And that that was so important during the pandemic, you know, because what, you know, I I run an anti-violence program, you know. Um, actually, I don't want an to. Anti-violence program because you know anti-violence means you're going to bring more violence. Anything you speak, you speak that word into existence. So I run a pro-peace program, you know, but it's labeled by the state as anti-violence, right? But I run a pro-peace program, and uh, in, in in doing that, one of the things I always tell people is that rejection is violence. Like we're always trying to end gun violence and the violence against our against our kids, but we don't end the structural violence that lead into it. Wow. You know, so you know, gun violence is a is a after effect of being rejected as an after effect of being pushed out Is an after effect of being uneducated Is an after effect of you know poverty is another form of violence like Poverty is violence you can't eat right if you can't you know you can't find peace right? right you can't find peace there's no way right there's no way that you can think at a, at a high level right. so poverty is violence so getting people to start to pay attention to what really is violence. You know, stop trying, you know, I had um, I had the chief of police say something to me one day. And it changed and it changed actually two conversations changed my life. One was one with a young man. Um you know, I don't think I'm old, but he was calling me OG, you know, he's like, OG, oh, you know, he's like, you don't get it. He's like, you don't get it, OG. You know, you you grew up in a different time. And I'm like, you know, I I, I made some mistakes in my lifetime. You know, it wasn't always peaches and cream, right? And he's like, no. He's like, but you didn't grow up with the internet the way we got it. He's like, OG, I'd rather shoot a man's face off than end up on World Star.
0: Wow. Wow. You
1: understand how, how deep that mentality is? Mm-hmm. I'd rather shoot a man's face off than end up on World Star. You know, people just watching and laughing so these kids, the pressure that these kids you know because i think about it, you know you know growing up you know when we were growing up you whooped somebody's butt there wasn't no camera you know what i mean right. it was you know you know as long as right. you it know, didn't go it, beyond it, the,
0: it didn't go beyond the neighborhood
1: <laughs> exactly and, and 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 as long as they didn't have uh, too much of a bruise on their face it could it could right. go away tomorrow right? right you know but that's, that's right. not this generation that's you know right. i actually i actually had to and I know how deep it can get, because my daughter was on a world star. You know, um, my my entertainment luckily my my sister from another mister is a is a high power entertainment lawyer. You know, um she's also she's a uh, Wanda Durant's lawyer, you know, Kevin Durant's uh, mother, right? So my daughter, my oldest daughter, you know, got into a fight in high school. You know, she's not a, she's not a she's not a troublemaker, but she's good with her hands. She actually, she's great with her hands. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, feel bad for any man that got fighter, not a little girl. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Why? So the little girl hit her, you know, my my daughter, you know, laid her out, but on the on the, when the girl actually really laid her out, as the girl fell out because she was knocked out, she pulled my daughter's pants down, you know, to to brace herself, not to embarrass her, Why? but to brace herself because she was falling out. You know, so on the video, she shot my butt for about. Four or five seconds. So she was on World Star, you know, and everyone, you know, everyone's, you know, Trent laughing because, you know, she wins the fight, but this is a minor. So I'm like, I need this off, you know, World Star ignored me. At first, I had my lawyer ceasing assist this letter. I think it was off that website in less than two seconds, you know, because now, you know, she's a minor, you know, and we will sue, you know, so, you know, but that, that that conversation where I'd rather I'd rather you know shoot a man's face off the end up on Wall Street, and then you know um, the chief of police said to me in my city before he moved on to another city, he said, "Your generation listened to drug dealer music that motivated you to walk more. This generation listens to drug user music that motivates them to want to kill themselves." Wow! Like That's you wild. know. Like when you, you know, and when you really think about like the music that they listen to, it's so depressing, you know, and you know, and and um, we live in a vibrational world, right? For you to for you to even hear what I'm saying when you have this, you don't really hear. you hear vibration, right? Mm-hmm. So the vibe, if they're, they're lowering their vibrations, which is lowering their inhibitions, right? which is increasing the, uh, the rate of suicide, in black community, because, you know, they used to say that something happened in the black community, we knew that that was a lot, but it was it was a lot less common as it is now, right? Because the music sings songs of suicide, you mm-hmm. know? So you think about how powerful the words are, right? You know, words, you know, you know. in the Bible it says, you know, no word comes back on, you know, right? No word comes back on answers, wow. right? So if you sing a song, right? that, you know, about your own degradation, right, about your own misery, about your own defeat, you're actually calling that into existence, right, you know, I am a part of the, you know, I am because I am, right, the for our father is the great I am, right, so it's important that we, when we say I am, that it's always followed up by something positive, something powerful, right, you know, I am blessed and highly favored, right, I am living the dream, I am Living in the now, right? In yeah. the present, right? And if we look up the word present, right, one of the one of the meanings for present is gift. That's right. So I'm living in the gift. That's
0: right. That's right. So, I love you know,
1: that. give, yeah, so getting people to understand, right, what the gift is. And I tell people, you are experiencing two miracles yeah. every moment of your life. Right. At least two miracles. Right, so, what are these two miracles, right? Life and breath. Life and breath. If you have nothing else to be grateful for, right? And be grateful for life and breath. Cause if you think you can live without them, try Try to stop breathing and see if you and see if you can keep going. Right? Try to die tomorrow and see if you can come back today. You know what I mean? See if you'll come back today. Not gonna happen. Right? Not gonna happen. So just to you know, just to be blessed by those things to know that Mm -hmm. that's the first miracle so everything else is a bonus Mm -hmm. that's it but everything else is a bonus even the trials and the tribulations Mm -hmm. let me let me because i know somebody to hear that right everything Mm -hmm. else is a bonus even the trials and the tribulations right today's scripture you know today's scripture you know i I have to give it to you because i I, like i said i lead a prayer line six days a week right so so because it, it's so poignant to to where we' we're, where, we're, where we're at right now you know so it says and we're in first Peter chapter 5 verse 10 and the God of all grace who called you into his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast yes. right so even the test right even the test are, are part of the blessing right? but if we don't if we only look for right the, the 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 pot of gold at the end of the rainbow we forget to see how beautiful the rainbow
0: was. that's right that's right that's right. I love that. And what you're saying, like I said, is very profound. The one thing that I definitely want to say, you know, you spoke about my city, but you didn't tell them what city it was. <laughs> and you know, we <laughs> have to get that in there because we oh. both have, have roots in that city that you're talking okay. about. So right, right
1: now, I'm, I'm I'm born and raised in Harlem, but the yes. work that I'm doing, I'm doing in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yes. I'm doing the work in Allentown, Pennsylvania for a number of reasons. Yes. First of all, um. Allentown, Pennsylvania is the head of the Northeast of you no, know, so it's uh two hours out of New York, forty five minutes out of New York, an hour out of Philly, two hour, two and a half hours out of DC, three hours out of Maryland. So this is also where the FBI Northeast headquarters is at. So if the FBI is gonna stay here, I need to be here too. Right? And then um nobody from Allentown is from Allentown. So the mm-hmm. the, the 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 effects that we're making um, with the gang members that we're doing around reentry, that ripple effect, you know, mm-hmm. goes back to New York, goes back to New York, goes back to you know Baltimore, goes back to Philly, you know, because those people will go back to their their, their original homelands, right? right, wherever they were born, and tell their people of the success that they've had. Right. You know, being in New York, you know, it, it, it it's too hard to to try to compete with all of the distractions. Right. So when the um, when when you get someone um telling you of their their life changes when they're telling you their story of hope when they're telling you your their story of victory you know i don't have to i don't have to do it so it's allowed us to um to make a difference in so many bigger ways you know because i i see my brother like my my, i have a good brother that's doing some same some of the same work
0: right
1: in brooklyn that hasn't been able to have some of the same impact You know, because, you know, the work that we do here, you know, goes back over there. He's like, man, like, like I see the work, you know, I'm like, I'm glad that we can do it together. But, you know, this is God's mission. So it's never about us. Right. You know, one of the quotes of my book is not is that it's not about us, but through us that they get to see God's glory.
0: It's so, a blessing. Okay. And, 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 that's a wonderful segue into your book, because like I said, the, there are things that you're doing boots on the ground and that's important because like you said, you're putting smiles on people's faces by, by, you know, helping them in a time of crisis, you know, because mm-hmm. when crisis hits and things start to happen and we begin to reach out you know, some of us have been met with frustration because we haven't been able to, to get the solutions or the answers to the questions that we've been seeking, you know, and, and, and I think that what has happened as a result of this pandemic as well is that you have had people who have, uh, you know, showed their true colors and have, and have uh, you know, been in this me bubble. And, you know, we've been hearing a lot of words like empathy, You know, are are people being empathetic? And people were not. People were just going, you know, hey, this is a pandemic. pandemic. I'm going for self. (laughs) I'm doing things for me and and, and making sure that me and mine are covered. And, And here it is. You're doing the opposite. You know, while people were running in the opposite direction, you were running towards them. And, and seeking to see how you can extend the hand and help. And that's something that's so important in the process when we're talking about, you know, moving from a space of fear into a space of education so that we can be strong and reach back and help those who need the help. And here it is, you, you, you took a stance and you did that. But you said you put your book on hold, you know, to make sure that, that you know, you were taking care of those who were around you, And then you got to a space where you were able to pick up that book. And that was yet another way in which you can support people. So talk to us a little bit about your book.
1: Yes, ma'am. So my book is called A Daily Dose to Happiness. Uh So it really is just that, right? There is actually over 365 quotes in the book, one for every day of the year, including one for the leap year. And then we put in a couple publishers just in case you need an extra smile. Like it's the only book on the, on the market where there is a smile on from cover to cover. So that means from the front cover to every page on the book, yeah. there's a smile. Like that was important for me. Like me and my publisher went back and forth because if it wasn't a smile on every page, because maybe, you know, maybe the words for that, for some reason, that date doesn't resonate. I don't see why I wouldn't, but maybe it doesn't, you know. You still should have a reason to smile. So having, you know, you know, there's four smiles on every page. Sometimes five, you know, depending on you know how the, the designer on that page. Right. You know Those four smiles, one in each corner of that page, you know, mm-hmm. just coming at you gives you a chance mm-hmm. to 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 enjoy. And we say that to smile is to see miracles in life every day. Mm-hmm. So just give ourselves that opportunity to lock, unlock our happiest self. So I I enjoyed it. You know, it was actually um, a book that was partially put together by one of my friends, you know, um, because I was how the book came was I was sending out daily motivational quotes, you know, to friends and family, you know, and um, one of my friends just decided that um, they were going to start taking all of my quotes and putting them in the book, and I didn't like the ones that they chose, so I (laughs) was like, I'll just do it myself, (laughs) you know. And then um, a, a good friend of mine, Terry Levine, got me a publishing deal for my birthday. I was right at the end, right getting ready to self-publish. And she introduced me to her publisher. We brought the publisher to New York. The publisher uh, read through the book, you know, asked me if I had any endorsements. You know, Terry looked at me and laughed. She's like, oh, you don't know, huh? I'm like what? Like that brother there knows everybody. So I you know my endorsement, you know, had nothing but New York Times best-selling authors. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, how did I get all these New York Times best-selling authors endorsing my book as a first-time author? And I said, "Hey, that's my family." He's like, "But they're all white people." I was like, "Hey, that's not my family," <laughs> you know, because you know what they um, what they all were were people that I prayed with or prayed for, you know. So God has blessed me that um in building in building this journey, right? That everyone that He's put around me has been, you know, a kingdom builder. You know, I haven't, I haven't wavered in who I am. You know, I actually know who I am. And it's unfortunate that most people go through life and never find out what their mission is, right? And the Bible, it says, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. My job is to make us first. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in rooms and places, you know, where you're like, how does he get in those rooms and places he can't afford to be there? You know, but God wanted me to learn those lessons so that I uh, I can either teach it to somebody else. There's been times where I happen to it, so i have way above my pay grade, and I can either choose to keep the information to myself right. or give the opportunity to somebody who can afford to do it right now. And we've exactly. always just given the opportunity up and moved right. out the way because you know what God has for no man can take. I'm not gonna lie. So when it's my time, it's my time. So we just enjoyed the journey and, and taught others how to enjoy the journey. Like you're not, there is no competition for you, right? Because there, nobody can ever be better at being you than you. Right? I can, yeah. I could be a better Kim than Kim if I wanted to. I can, I can dread my hair. I can get the glasses. I can do everything, but I'll never be better at being Kim. Because right? there's only one her. And once we learn that, you know, we are unique and. And because we are unique, we can collaborate, you know, with those who we're supposed to, right? I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but even though I'm happy-go-lucky, I'm smiling, I do a lot of great things in my community, it's still gonna be somebody that hates me, right?
0: Right?
1: That's where my personal manifesto comes in, right? My personal manifesto is simple, it's I love me, I'm worthy. Some people may not like me, but I don't care because the people that matter, will be glad that I'm here, right? The people that matter will be glad that you showed up, right? There's always going to be somebody that's going to hate you, right? But the, the ones that matter are going to be glad that you show up. They're going to be glad to support you. They're going to be glad to lift you up. But well, if you don't show up, they'll never find out who you are. And they'll never be able to push your dream forward, you know? So we have to be able to push past our fears to know that, you know, fear has two sides, right? Fear when it's backed by doubt. Appearing real, right? you'll Psych yourself out, and the thinking, you know, that that uh that monkey is a gorilla, right? Because it's false evidence appearing real. Or if it's backed by faith, it will make you face everything and rise, right? So, uh-huh. which one do you want? Your fear to be, you know, do you want to face everything and rise? Because we're all gonna have fearful moments, right? To act like we never have fearful moments would be to deceive ourselves, you know but there's a difference between fear and danger, right? It's dangerous to pull a loaded gun in your mouth and pull the trigger, right? That is dangerous, right? It's not not dangerous, you know, to go after your dream. It's not dangerous, you know, to speak your mind. It's not dangerous to share your truth. It's not dangerous to tell the world not only who you are, but whose you are, right? That's not dangerous, but we have to be willing Right, to step into our greatness, right? We all are superheroes. So, one of my favorite movies, right, is uh, Keenan. It's an old movie by the Wayans Brothers. Actually, it was the first movie by the Wayans Brothers. It's called I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yes. Remember, I'm gonna get you sucker. (laughs) Yes. So, that's one of my favorite movies. And the reason why it's one of my favorite movies is because at the end of the movie, you know, uh, Jack Spade is told, he said, every superhero needs a theme song. Right. Right. We're all superheroes. So, what's your theme song? Right. I have a theme song. You know, like I hear DJ Cool sometime, right? I'm the sh- <laughs> up in, right? When, especially <laughs> if I'm, if especially if I'm walking into a new room and, right. and nobody may not know me. Like, no, what's your theme song? Right. What do you hear in your head that allows you to feel as great mm-hmm. as you should be? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because our, our self-talk is either one or two things, right? Our self-talk is either positive or it's negative, right? right? Either, either you are your biggest cheerleader or you're your biggest bully.
0: Right.
1: You know, so you got to decide which one you want to be.
0: That's true. I mean, that's just awesome. You know, my, my thing is, you know, you come from, uh, you know, the same hometown that my, my parents were born and raised in. And, you know, like I said, in Harlem, New York, and, and that's, it's just, you know, you know, people think about Harlem, they say, oh, it was love, it was this and that, you know, but everybody has had a different experience. You come out of that, that space, you know, my parents moved to, to Queens at, you know, when, when they got married and, and bought a home and, and have done well and have been, uh, you know, uh, successful in the things that they've done, you know, collectively and, and individually. You know, and so, you know, I think sometimes what happens is we get so uh, caught up in in the stigma of where we're from, you know, that people think that, oh, because you're from a certain place, you can't go anywhere. And I love that, you know, when you're talking about the thing, the, the places that you've been in, the rooms that you've been in, because, you know, you didn't wait to be invited to the table you know nope. there are some situations or some some uh, you know areas of your life where you created the table <laughs> and asked others to that's come and real. sit with you <laughs> you know and and that's what's important to remember that that you know we can limit ourselves and we can squelch our own happiness you know just by by be, becoming a product or 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 allowing people to to say that we're a product of our environment and that because we, we're from an area that, that may be low income or that may be from an area that, that is high violence, that, that we can't transcend or, or, or evolve or or be able to assist in, in making a difference, you know, in those in those very same environments. And so it's always good when we see people reaching back because you're not forgetting your roots, but you're not saying I'm going to be, become a product of it just because you know that's what the expectation is that because I'm from Harlem, I'm supposed to be this, or I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to have that. Says who?
1: Amen. So I've been blessed. My mother is probably my mother's the biggest dreamer I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my mother's probably the most successful person I've ever met, and she's never had more than five thousand dollars in her pocket.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So success is 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 uh is relative, right? Because people think success is money. For, but my mother's done exactly what she's wanted to do for as long as I have been alive. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother is a New York State chaplain. She preaches the word of God inside of the prison systems and inside of the hospitals. You know, my mom is. You know, my mother was a former welfare mother. You know, my mother made sure. You know, all three of her boys went to prep school. I was the first black person ever to go to my high school. It was 250 years old when I walked into the doors, you know, my mother made sure that we made a mark, you know, and even as great as a lot of people think that I am, I'm not even the greatest of her children, the baby is. You know, my you know my baby brother is a professional juggler, you know, world-renowned in the Guinness Book of World Records. You know, we were raised in Harlem in the eighties, you know, when, you know, when it was the roughest time, like, my two baby brothers have never gotten into a fight. You know, you talk about how rough Harlem is. My brother's never gotten into a fight. I can't say that, that would you know, that's not the role that I got to play in life, <laughs> but they, you know, I'm I'm the oldest child in the a, in a Caribbean family. You yeah. already know how that went, right. you know, um, so I was the protector. But my, my, my two little brothers never fought. My my baby brother, like I said, is in, you know, is a professional juggler, you can look him up, the hip hop juggler. Um, he was riding a unicycle and through the projects. You know, when people talk about you can't Harlem's not safe, you know, like that, that young man has been on the Today Show, the Good Morning America, the Daily Show, like that young man is amazing, you know, and you, if you, if he would have been limited by what he saw, you know, and it's so funny because my other cousin is also in a circus, he's um uh, part of the king charles troop so if you ever watch ringley brothers wow. uh the, the 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 black unicycle crew that that uh does all the tricks with the basketballs and jumping and rope that's my that's my cousin's crew right so it uh and that's my cousin on my father's side and my brother's my mother's son so he's the only one that's not my father's side. but i say that to say right he didn't know my cousin was the circus person like he had to create this whole circus idea in his own head right. in in Harlem in the 80s where everybody was selling drugs you know like I mean right. every if you came outside you sold the drug why because you were outside you know what I mean that was just it was wasn't you you weren't even a drug dealer like you just sold a drug right. you know what I mean like you right. know, so it's, a big, it's a big difference right and, yeah. and he can say he's never done that right. like he's He's never he's never had a real job. Uh, he's been a juggler his whole life. He's been a professional juggler since he was thirteen years old. Wow. You know, almost he'll be forty this year. You know, so you know, just to know, you know, and that's why I say my mom is the most successful person I've ever met because she had a she had a vision for her boys. You know, uh, a vision of how how not just how successful they will be, but a vision for how close and loving they will be. You know to a point where she had to realize that her vision worked enough that I had to tell her I need you to back up. She's like, what? Well, I'm, like, I'm like, I run the family. You know, I'm like, I need you to be easy. Like, I run this family. Like, she's so like, so like, I'm like, mom, you're in your 70s. Like, if I if I can't run the family now, I'll never be in to of the family. I'm like, matter of fact, I've been running the family for well over 10 years. We just let you think you're running. You know what I mean? like, like, you got what you wanted. And you know, you know, your boys are, are tight knit. You know, their 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 kids are tight knit. Right. You know, you know. Now she's seeing a third generation of herself because she just my 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 uh, oldest nephew had he had kids, so she had she's now seeing her great grandkids. Like everyone's tight knit, you yes. know. So she got what she wanted. You know, yes. if there's if there's a question. You know, the questions are going to go in in this hierarchy and everything stops at me because I am the oldest. And I've had the the most experience, you know, just because that's just the way life has has given it to me. So, you know, I I say that to say, right, that dream big no matter where you are. Because I was in, when I'm telling you, my mom was on welfare and I'm sitting eating lunch with Lisa Penske. Roger Penske's niece, you know, I'm, you know, that's who I'm going to school with. I'm in, I'm in school with the Davis sisters, you know, their, their parents own Canada Drive, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, and it never, for her, it never, do- it never made her think, you know, anything differently,
0: Right.
1: you know what I mean? It never made her want to do anything differently. It, it pushed her to push her kids.
0: Right. But I think what that lets us know also is that you said happiness is. And, and and success and things are not defined by any uh you know finances we know mm-hmm. this and uh, you know uh you know based on the the young lady who you know committed suicide the one who you know you know miss usa and and you know people's thoughts on on happiness oh well she had everything so she had to be happy and that's not always the case, you know, it's, it's, it's not attached to finances. It's not attached to, to, to physical things. Cause, because that can't, that can't define how you feel inside, you know, that's just the facade. That's just, the, that's just the, the, what people are seeing on the outside, but true happiness comes from the inside. And I know we're, we're, we're running uh, you know, close to the end of the show, but just talk a little bit about what happiness means to you, you know, or your definition of happiness, you know, in this sense.
1: Right. So, so happiness is um, actually a shallow thing, uh, you know, cause you shouldn't look for happiness. You should be working for joy, right? Mm-hmm. Joy is soulful, you know, happiness is superficial. That's why I said I'm a happiness engineer. Cause I can't bring, I can only take you, but so far I can, you know, mm-hmm. like I can, I can lead you to water, right? i cannot make you drink right so i can i can give you the tools i can even give you the formula right my happiness formula is thoughts plus feelings plus actions equal happiness i'll give it to you again thoughts plus feelings plus actions give you happiness right yep. right so so and and you got when you think about how easy it is to get thrown off Right. Because you'll get that initial thought, which is so powerful. Right. And if you don't if you don't add an emotion to it, right, because emotions are energy and, and, and motion. That's all emotions are. Right. Because, you know, the heart is actually more powerful than the brain. And it's a bigger magnet. So thoughts, plus feeling you got when well, you got to feel like you can do it and once you get there if you don't actually take action you see that's why most people find themselves miserable because god gave them an inspired thought he gave them he gave them and you know he gave them the emotion to do it and they didn't take the inspired action you know and then you find yourself spiraling out you know cuz you allow somebody else's fears to dictate your reality because when most people are telling you that you can't do something you know they're not telling you you can't do something based on how they see you they're telling you you can't do something based on how they see themselves. Wow. Let me let me say that to you again, because somebody need to hear that. When someone's telling you you can't do something, right? They're not telling you based on how they see you. They're telling you based on how they see themselves. You know, one of my brother, who you did hear him scream my name in the back. You know, <laughs> but but it's funny. I you know, he used to get mad at me because I used to say I only hang out with billionaires. He's like you don't have a billion dollars how could you say you only hang out with billionaires <laughs> you know you know uh, and i said hey if you don't have a billion dollars then we need to be working uh-huh. right and i had access to billionaires you know i met my first billionaire you know a while ago and my my mentor god rest his soul bernie bernie dormant who passed away last year you know he introduced me to a whole bunch of millionaires, billionaires, right? You know, so it was, you know, what can I learn? right? And the reason they would let me in the room was because not, it's because I never asked for any money, right? But well, and the reason you never ask for any money is because the first time you ask for any money, you're no longer an equal. I asked for information and opportunity, right? I can make my own money. I need to know what you know, you know? And so I'm gonna, keep, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give somebody a jewel today. You know, we talk about happiness, but how do you change your life, right? Life is simple, right? There are, there are only three types of activities in life, right? There are three types of activities in life. There are income building activities, there are legacy building activities, and then there's recreation. Income building activities, activities that will equal some kind of money within 24 to 48 hours. Legacy building activities are things that are going to allow your name to live longer and stronger, or is a a longer term income building activity. So if it takes you more than two to three days, but you are working towards that end goal, that's a legacy building activity. And then there's recreation. Recreation does not always mean you're having fun. Right. If you're sitting around gossiping with your friends, that is recreation. If you're sitting around watching television with your hand down your pants, right, that's recreation. So you're gonna get what you if you're if you're sitting around reading a book, right? Watching a YouTube video, you know, watching, you know, Sister Kim's podcast to get some good jewels, right? You are you're gonna get what you put in. So recreation. So those are the three activities in life. But the two most important things in life, right? is information and relationships, information and relationships. Uh, the great Gene Landrum, who's the founder of Chuck E. Cheese, said to me one day, he said, your truth will become a lie, the more enlightened you become. Your truth will become a lie, the more enlightened you become. So the more you know, the more you question, the more you question, the more you grow,
0: right?
1: right? And then, so information, what, and, it, and we're not just talking about useless information. Right, because I got a lot of useless information in my head. Right. You know, that's why I hate, I hate that college makes kids who want to uh, be engineers do general studies. It's useless.
0: Mm. You know? Like, right. in,
1: informa- when we're talking about information, we're talking about applied information. Right. Like, right? the ability to apply that information to something greater, to create something greater in ourselves or create something greater in the world, right? Mm. And then, you know, the relationships, right? right? Who, it's not, and it's not about who do you know, but who really knows you, and who will co-sign you when you walk into a room? So, mm-hmm. yesterday we six youth, ages fourteen to nineteen, opened up their businesses under my under my tutelage. Right, mm-hmm. they they opened up everything from a uh, social media marketing company, clothing line. This one this one little genius has a she has a nail company that's gonna revolutionize the market. It's crazy, and she's only 16. But I, I, I say that to say, right? The, I, I told the kids the relationships in the room. So I, I closed the room off when I had them open up their businesses. So the only people that were allowed in the room was them, their parents. I had the mayor in the room. I had, I had the biggest nonprofit uh, executive director in the room. They got a congressional uh, award from our from our US Congresswoman. So we had people in the room that not only can help them earn money, but actually can walk them into other checks. You know, so relationships, who will co on you when they walk, when you walk out of a room, who's gonna say Kim is amazing? Right? Who's gonna, when you know when you when you're not around, who's gonna scream your name? Right? A lot of opportunities have happened for me. Not because I'm the best person in the world, because there's always gonna be someone better than you if you think that, right? If you think that there's always someone better than you, right? I've I've had a lot of opportunities because I have great relationships. Yeah. Right. right. And, and and how do you create great relationships? Serve. Let me just let me keep it that simple. How do you create great relationships? Serve. Yes. Serve. Someone else, you know, the first question I ask, I ask anybody when I first meet them, how may I serve you?
0: Look at that. Right. And that's well, unexpected because people are, are, you know, are so used to people just starting to talk and they begin to talk about themselves and all the things that they've done, the accomplishments that they've had. And here it is, you're extending your hand and saying, how can I serve you? That's amazing.
1: And that that question, has, has opened the doors for so much. You know, how may I serve you? You know, I've had people fly me across the country so I can serve them, right? Because I'm, I'm not paying to serve you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Well, how may I serve you? I've had people, you know, open up real doors because they know that I, I genuinely wanted to help.
0: That's
1: it. You know, you know, and one of the quotes of my book, right, is a helping hand is never afraid to ask for another helping hand. That's That's right it. so it if you if you're already helping someone like because you're not gonna ask for help for yourself mm-hmm. right not not unless you're so selfish egotistical or or, or, or just cuckoo right you're, most mm-hmm. people aren't gonna do that right, right. you know you're going to you'll feel more comfortable asking help for someone else mm-hmm. so if you are a helping hand so if I ask somebody now for a million dollars I'm not asking for myself you know because I'm actually working on a project to you know have our youth. Have a million dollars put aside for them. So as they start their businesses, they actually have working capital. But you know, so a helping hand is never afraid to ask for another helping hand. So if you want help, help somebody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you said, there's no other word to say, but serve. Serve. Okay. You have dropped some nuggets on us. I hope you all either whether you're listening to it in the replay. You know, make sure that you're, you're, you're taking notes and, and that you're educating yourself and, and putting yourself in, in a space yeah. of learning so that you can grow. And you have just shared so much with us, okay? So what I wanna do, I wanna do two things before we go, absolutely. The first is tell people how you are living in this now, how you are navigating in this space. We already know one of those ways is serving. But well, what else is something that you're doing in this now? Oh, I, I only do one thing, right? Be the
1: blessing. I like it. Be the blessing so you can be blessed. You know, mm. I am the blessing. Like when I walk into a room, you know, I know that I, I, I'm i giving something. So I'm getting something. You know, I'm giving something. So I'm getting something. I don't know what God gonna give me. But I'm getting something. You know, you know you go, it's like, it's like, remember when you got the Cracker Jacks back in the day? Yes. Right. You, you know, there's there's a prize inside the cracker jack box. Right. I just gotta I just got get to it. Right? That's right. I gotta get right. so how do you get to the prize inside of the cracker jack box? I gotta give to. It. Right. That's well, right. I gotta give to it and then it get in open up the prize inside the cracker jack box. I know. You know, so I just I, I be the blessing. So um and and that's in so many different ways, right?
0: Uh
1: yes. Uh we started our nonprofit. You know, I was with so during the pandemic, I was I was running a nonprofit. You know we had our you know we didn't see eye to eye you know our missions changed you know he wanted to serve one way i needed to serve god's mission so we so i started my own uh nonprofit so our nonprofit is is named one big smile right so, you know, and, and smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day you know so that's a way where we empower youth and families so we say uh e plus e plus e plus e, plus e equals the large e so education Plus employment, plus entrepreneurship, plus emotional support equals empowerment. So that's what we focus on with One Big Smile. So that's um. Uh, then we 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 also have our for profit in being a blessing that way, which is Joyful Funds. We're getting ready to launch that site, which is amazing. So if no matter where you are in business, <clears throat> you now have a helping hand. Whether you're just starting out and you, and you need mindset training, whether you need access to uh business credit, whether you need access to business loans, whether you want to learn about cryptocurrency, you know, um, everything that you need to build a business is there um, at at every level, whether you're starting you know, if you're just starting out in business and don't know where to start, you know, we have a a partnership with Home Business Academy, HBA, which is beautiful, you know, $25 a month, you can start your own business, you know, Mm -hmm. and be surrounded by other God-loving, you know, God serving people from all around the world. So we have so many different ways. So yeah, just living as the blessing, you know, my brother just started, um, a, uh, publicly traded company which is called new empire acquisitions where i sit on the board there so we're going to be opening up uh some major uh properties to be able to you know in some some of the degradation and the poverty in in certain cities so i just you know i thank god for just being a blessing
0: right Right. i I absolutely love that and just like you said, you're providing the things that that you you said that people need that information Mm -hmm. and those relationships Nope. Yep. And that's important. That's pivotal. And, and you're, you're not only telling people about it, you're providing it for them as well. Yes. I don't yes. know about y'all. That makes me smile. I'm like, yes, that's that, you know, you're not just saying go out there, you know, go that way. Good luck. You're yeah. saying, okay, this is the way you need to go. And let me walk with you to help you get there.
1: Amen. And yes. you think about yes. it. So, and, and it puts us in a position where we, we no longer have to compete with anyone. So my sister, Kim, she's talking about her consulting agency and all the work that she does with her people. You know what I mean? They need the services that I have. They're right. going to need one of them. Even right. if you don't want to send them to the website, you know, I have access to the brother. I know what the website is. I can now offer those services to my people. You know what I mean? Now I have, a I have another avenue to earn to earn some money with with my people or for my people, with my brother. I don't have to, you know, or you can send them to the state, however it makes it easier, right? It's so, it's so, because when we're building business, the hardest part about building business is, you know, not knowing what you don't know. So my mentor, George Frazier says, you know, um, the wisest man in the world knows. He knows what he knows. He knows what he does. He knows what he knows he don't know. But then he does. He knows what he knows. He don't know. He don't know.
0: <laughs> Makes sense.
1: Because right? like, there's a don't know we don't know yet. You know, there's always one. no matter how smart you are. I read, read tons of books I study all day, right. you know, because I enjoy it. Right. You know, and I, and I still don't know anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: and, you so learn so, from your womb to your tomb, they say. Man, there's there's always something you, know. you
1: don't know. Yeah. There's you know, all my kids are entrepreneurs, know. so I get to learn from them all the time. Like, <laughs> there's so much I don't know. You know and 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 if we empower our if we empower our babies right and, and and I'm gonna say this to this for the parents stop buying kids your kids things you don't you've never had teach them things you never learned right let me let me say that for you again stop buying your kids things you never had and teach them things you never learned right teach them the things that they should have done like my kids own businesses they're 14 15. You know what I mean? They own businesses, like you know what I mean. My daughter's negotiating with the mayor at fourteen. You know what I mean, like because we te- I'm teaching them things I've never had. You know what I mean, like she wanted a pair of Uggs. I said, Ugg. You know, I'm not buying that. You know what I mean? Ugg. You know, and 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 and, and the funny thing about it is I know Brian. Mm-hmm. I know Brian Smith, the founder of Uggs. I actually could call him on the phone. You know, she didn't know that. I was like, you know, I know Brian, right? She's like, who's Brian? I was like, I found of one' She's like, I'm like, oh, I'm on my Facebook. She's, <laughs> on Facebook. she's like, Dad, you 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 really do? I was like, and she's like, you got a picture with him?
0: <laughs> like,
1: you know, Uggs, right? I told if you want Uggs, you got to earn Uggs.
0: Right?
1: Right? But then you can't, but then we also teach him financial responsibility. So That's you can't cool. earn $100 and just buy Uggs. You know what I mean? You got to earn $1,000 to buy Uggs. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you can only spend ten percent. There you go.
0: There you
1: know you what I mean? So, you know, as 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 parents, the greatest thing that we can do is empower our kids to good win. Time. You know what yeah. I mean? The, the school system only teaches your children how to be good workers and how to read and regurgitate, right? That's just spit out what they learn.
0: Wow. You're right. That
1: doesn't that doesn't teach them how to learn or teach them how to think. Right. Yeah. You know? That's our job. And if you don't have the capacity, find someone who does that you trust.
0: That's
1: right. You know, because it may not be you, right? Right. You you may not, you know, there as as good as I am, my son doesn't learn from me well. So I I have to put buffers inside, you know, in in between us. It's still the same information, you know, but I understand because I'm dad. You know, and he's trying to find his way. He's, he, he he rebukes what he's learning from me, you know? So I just let a gang member tell him the same thing I just said, you know, because wow. you know he, he feels like, you know, he's 15 now, so he needs to be tougher than he is. Oh, wow. You know, you know and one of the gang members told him, you know, why don't you just be smart, right? but like, you're smarter than I am. It's like, and you're half my age, you know? Like, he doesn't, but he's still, for him, his resume is so great that it hasn't, it hasn't, sunk in. Like he's been giving speeches since he was seven years old. He's been he's had held captive audiences as large as fifteen hundred people, you mm-hmm. know, talking about and talking about things outside of his outside of his comfort zone, talking about economic disparities in, in his school district. You know what I mean? So he doesn't understand his own power yet. So I get it. You know, so we enjoy it. And we, we allow him to, to find himself he just actually just signed a new deal. So he's the brand ambassador for abundant asf so you know that's a so I'm, I'm very happy for him you know i'm happy for abundant asf that's a you know great uh, affirmation line so yeah
0: but that's it what we're doing is like you said your legacy building and that's Amen. and that's a beautiful thing and just like you said it's not just about having it's about joy and, and and when you know and when you learn and when you can build like that that's where that personal joy and that empowerment and that satisfaction comes in from. It's not something that's superficial. Like you said, you can lead someone there. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And, and I mean, I've been saying that over the last couple of days. So it's funny that you said that too, because it's just like, okay, you can take people there, but but it, then it's, it's up to them to take the onus mm-hmm. to, to, you know, mm-hmm. to embrace that and, and make it their own. And, and build, you know, those feelings on the inside. Like you said, in the heart, you know, thinking it, having it in the heart and then executing it. That's where mm-hmm. we need to go. So, you know what I'm saying? We, we've just learned so much. So finally, tell people how they can get in contact with you and, and where they can find your book.
1: Oh, no worries. So depending on what you're looking for in life, right? So if you want me to help you as far as your personal development, If you want me to help you in your journey of finding your inner peace, if you want me to help you in going from happiness to joy, you can go to myhappinessengineer.com, right? And you can get the book there. Um, We have daily, uh, all kinds of daily quotes and stuff. We have a community that we're building there. So you can go there. Now, if you're in business and you need support in building your business, or if you're thinking about starting a business, and want to support in growing and starting your business, you can go by this time you see this, it should be live. So you can go to joyfulfunds.com. That's joyfulfunds.com and we'll be able to help you there. You know, and if you're just somebody who is um, just struggling, right? And life is life is not giving you everything that you want. You know, one big smile is coming. So look out for the One Big Smile um, uh, website. You know, it's we're doing some great things. You know, for all kinds of families. You know, because it's not it's not all like money's just a tool. So just finding out, you know, what it is for you to create your sense of hope, your sense of belonging, and your sense of agency that that God-given ability to make decisions over your own life.
0: Right. Okay. So again, that is www.myhappinessengineer.com. If you're looking for personal development, happiness to joy, talking about things on a personal level. And then it is uh, joyfulfunds.com, right? Mm -hmm. www.joyfulfunds.com. If you're looking to build a business, you Mm -hmm. know, So I mean, definitely check them out. Make sure that you go and, uh, Get a copy of that book. Mine is on the way. You know, I'm going to make sure that mine gets autographed. So, you know, I got to be in the room to get that. So we'll make it happen. We're
1: going to make that happen. Yeah, definitely. We're going to make that happen. I I tell everyone, right? Uh Uh-huh. Here's here's the last jewel I'll leave you with, right? Feeling blessed and feeling stressed are both choices. But only one of them feels good to your soul.
0: That's Right. That's right. Well, you heard it here. And with that, we will thank you for this another edition of the How Now podcast. And until we see you all the next time, I say peace.